Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm sure that many of you have seen the musical Les Miserables. It's one of the best known, I think, musicals based on the classic novel by Victor Hugo. And if you have, you probably remember the opening scene. The, the musical opens on this scene of this chain gang of prisoners in France who have been uh, attached, tied to this ship, and are, are given the task of dragging this damaged ship into port. And as they do this, they're singing a song called Look Down, which is full of such uplifting words like, Look down, look down, you'll always be a slave. Look down, look down, you're standing in your grave. Looking down, when our eyes are downcast, it typically means something like this. We, we look down when we're weighed down by our shame or, or when we fall into to hopelessness. Looking down is an expression often of, of despair, of experiencing the, the burden of the brokenness in which we all live in this fallen world. And then we come to the mystery that we celebrate on this most holy night in which everything is turned on its head. Look at almost any depiction of the nativity. Look at the eyes of the figures there. And what do you see? They're all looking down. Our Lady, St. Joseph, the shepherds, the angel, even the animals. They're all looking down. But their looking down is not because of shame or hopelessness. Their looking down is not the burden of this broken world. They look down in awe and wonder. Their gaze is one of worship and adoration. Until this moment that we celebrate tonight, to look at God meant to look up at the heavens where God dwells in unapproachable light and from where God looked down upon us, his creatures, who had made such a mess of the beautiful world he created. But on this night, on this night, to look at God means to look down. To look down at God, now a tiny, helpless infant, lying in the poverty of a manger. To look down at God who looks up at us, his creatures. And the lesson in all of this is one that we've heard before, but that never grows old, and that we easily forget and always need to be reminded of. The simple lesson that God is with us. God is with us. God is not merely the prize we receive in heaven after enduring the heaviness of this earthly life, slogging along through the muck of sin and brokenness and death. No. God doesn't await us there at the end. God is with us here in all of this. From heaven on this night, he invaded this fallen world. He invaded this world to save it, 
to walk with us through all of this, to walk with us even into death itself. For he was born ultimately so that he could die for us and save us. This is incredible when you think of it. It would be like the king of France going down to that chain gang of slaves and joining them in that work of hauling that broken vessel into port. This is what our God has done for us in the great mystery of the Incarnation. And there's such consolation in this truth. We do well tonight to drink deeply of the peace and the joy that this truth brings us. And yet, I think it's probably also the case that sometimes we yet wonder. It all sounds well and good. God is with us. He's with me in the brokenness. But how do I really know this? How do I experience him present with me now? Because I'm not at the manger in Bethlehem. And even if I were in Bethlehem now, he's no longer in the manger in Bethlehem. How do I really know? How do I experience that God is truly with me? To answer that question, I want to call your attention to some other people in the gospel who were told to look down. It comes at the very end, the other bookend to tonight. At the very end of our Lord's earthly life, which we read about in the Acts of the Apostles, he gathered his apostles on the Mount of Olives. He had already gone to the cross, offered his life for our salvation, risen from the dead, and now, in their sight, he's taken back up to the Father in heaven in that glorious mystery of his ascension. And afterwards, we're told in Scripture that the apostles are are just stupefied. They're staring up into the sky, unable to budge from where they are, And this angel appears to them. And he says to them, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? I always hear implied in those words an exhortation to turn their eyes back down to the earth. And to embark on this great mission that our Lord had just given them right before he ascended back into heaven He told them, go out to all the nations, teaching and baptizing. And he promised, I will be with you always. Those apostles gathered there on the Mount of Olives. They were the infant church. The church that Jesus himself had founded, established on the earth whose mission would be and still is to carry that saving presence of Christ out to every time and place. They were and they are his emissaries. It was through the church that Jesus would continue to be with his people. Which means that if you and I want to experience in a quite tangible way, way, the truth that God is with us, with us in our joys, 
with us also in those things that weigh us down. We find him in the church. He went so far to identify his church with himself. St. Paul calls the church the body of Christ. The church is a kind of prolongation of the incarnation down through all the centuries. In the church, we find Christ with us in the sacraments, most especially in the Holy Eucharist, which we believe, based on his own words, is his real and abiding presence in every tabernacle of every Catholic church. If ever you wonder, is God really with me? Go to that adoration chapel that you can get to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and he's there. God is with us. He's with us also in his church's teaching. The church proclaims to us today the very same truth that the lips of the incarnate Savior spoke when he was on earth. For 2,000 years, the church has pondered what Christ said, and she has and she continues to faithfully hand on to us the truth of Christ that speaks into every human experience. Christ is with us in the shepherds of his church, her ordained ministers whom he calls and gives grace through holy orders, to care for his flock with the love of his own sacred heart. Frail, weak, and imperfect, and sinful, as we often are, nonetheless, Christ is at work, present to us, through the ministers of his church. And Christ is present when we gather as his church, brothers and sisters united in the oneness of his body. And so on this Christmas night, we're reminded that God is with us. Even when we are looking down, laboring under the burden of sin and brokenness, God is with us. But that requires something of a response from you and me as well. We have to ask ourselves, God is with me, but am I with him? Think about the shepherds and the magi. God was right there in the manger in Bethlehem, but they had to draw near to him. They had to seek him out. They had to open their hearts to the newborn king. And so God is with us. He's with us in the church that he established to carry his presence to every time and place, but we have to draw near. We have to avail ourselves of all of these gifts that the church offers us as the abiding presence of God with us. Tonight we rejoice as we look down, not in shame, but in awe and wonder. We look down at God in the flesh, made so small out of love for us. Let's draw from him this Christmas the grace to remain with him, to deepen our relationship with him, to cherish his abiding presence with us in the church, to seek him here where he is with us, always waiting to accompany us, to walk with us through this earthly life to the glory of his heavenly kingdom.
St. Patrick, pray for